Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. The afternoon train from Chicago pulled into the station in Wakefield, paused long enough to throw off the mailbags and to allow one lone passenger, a slim, attractive young woman, to alight. It was Lisa Fenner who stood uncertainly beside her suitcase as the train pulled away again. There was something forlorn about her solitary figure as she stood on the bare empty platform looking after the departing train, which had for a few short hours provided a shelter to her, a temporary haven in a world which was alien and threatening. When Lisa had arrived at her destination, the Brown Palace Hotel on Wakefield's Main Street, she hadn't even stopped to freshen up after her journey. She had seized the slim telephone directory from the bedside stand, hurriedly scanned it until she found what she wanted, the address of Ben Calvert's house on 11th Street. That was where Kit Mead lived with Lisa's child, the baby boy who everyone believed to be Kit's. Now, a short while later, Lisa waits anxiously on the veranda of that luxurious home for an answer to her ring. Yes, ma'am? I'd, I'd like to see Mrs. Mead. I'm sorry, but Mrs. Mead isn't here just now. Who is it, Lucy? It's someone to see Mrs. Mead. Oh, well, just a moment. How do you do? I wonder if I could help you. Well, I, I wanted to see Mrs. Mead. Uh, perhaps I should come back later. Well, I'm Mrs. Calvert, Mrs. Mead's stepmother. Is there something I can do? No, I, I'm afraid not. Well, kid ought to be back very soon. Was she expecting you? No. I'm a friend of hers. From California. Oh, from California. Well, how interesting. Kit will be so pleased. Uh, that will be all, Lucy. Yes, Mrs. Calvert. Won't you come in, Mrs. Fenner? Uh, uh, but if Kit isn't here, perhaps I... I... Oh, do come in. I'm sure Kit would never forgive me if I let you go away without seeing her. Well, I suppose I... I may as well wait. Well, of course. Here. Let me pull this chair a little closer to the fire. You look cold. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Calvert. That fire does feel good. I imagine since you're from California that this weather must be rather hard to take at first. Well, I guess it is pretty cold. But I hadn't noticed it very much. I just got off the train a little while ago. And... Really? Then you just arrived in town? Well, yes. Finner. Forgive me, Mrs. Finner, but I'm trying to think. Kit must have mentioned your name. No, I, I doubt if she would. Uh, have you known her quite some time? Uh, yes, but she might not have mentioned me particularly. Well, you probably knew her when she was expecting the baby. <laughs> I imagine that clouded everything else out of her mind at the time. The baby? How is the baby, Mrs. Calvert? Oh, just fine. Well, you'll probably be amazed at how he's grown. We've been trying to make up our minds which side of the family he takes after. But so far, he doesn't seem to look like anyone. He doesn't? <laughs> oh, not a bit. Although they say it's quite usual. Are his eyes brown or... Yes, dark brown. But just about the color of yours, come to think of it. But um, haven't you seen him? Oh, no. No, I haven't seen him. Oh, forgive me. I, I just assumed you were interested. Oh, I am, Mrs. Calvert. You see, I've thought so. Well, I, 
I mean, I heard Kit talk so much about a child when she was expecting it. I've wondered so often. Has he dark hair? Mm-hmm. Miss Thorndike insists it's going to be wavy. Miss Thorndike? She's his nurse. Simply devoted to the child, too. His nurse? You look rather surprised, Miss Honey. Well, it's, it's just that I thought Kit would take care of him himself. Oh, <laughs> oh you didn't, really. Well, I, I... Well, apparently you don't know Kit so awfully well. If you pictured her spending much time in the nursery... <laughs> Perhaps not. No, I'm afraid Kit's not the sort to be interested in the more tiresome aspects of motherhood. She takes it all pretty much in her stride. Then the baby's looked after by just the nurse. Oh, yes, Kit turned the child over to Miss Thorndyke completely. And I must say, he's being raised in the very latest scientific way. That's one thing Kit's sure of. He doesn't believe in a lot of sentimental nonsense. Sentimental, Mrs. Calvert? I don't think I understand. Oh, you know how some mothers are, always hovering over a child. The way they pick them up and baby them. Not Kit, though. Her idea is that an infant is really just a healthy little animal. Oh, she... She can't really think that. Well, more or less. Does that shock you, Mrs. Fennett? Perhaps you have children of your own. No. I haven't. You seem so interested... (laughs) <laughs> or perhaps you're just being polite. Well, don't be on my account. Heaven knows I'd rather talk of something. Oh, no. No, you... You see, as I told you, I... I heard Kit make so many plans, talk about the baby so much. Well, that's why I probably seem very curious. I see. Mrs. Calvert, I wonder... Could I see him? No. Yes. Could I? Of course, Mrs. Finney. <laughs> you, you don't need a special dispensation. I thought you'd probably rather wait for Kim. Oh, no. I, I mean, as long as she isn't here yet. Well, come on. He's right out here on the terrace having his nap. Oh, I'm afraid I spoke too soon. Well, we'll go out and say hello. My goodness, listen to the little monkey. Nothing wrong with his lungs. Hello, Mrs. Calvert. Hello, Miss Thorndyke. Is he all right? Oh, yes, he's just hungry. Time for his feeding. Again? Oh, seems every time you turn around, Mrs. Fenner, it's time to feed him again. Oh, forgive me, this is Miss Thorndyke, Mrs. Fenner. How do you do? Hello. And this is young Master Mead. Come over here, Mrs. Fenner, where you can get a good look at him. Hello, dear baby. Hello. Well, for heaven's sake, you must have some magic power, Mrs. Fenner. Well, look at him. He's grinning from ear to ear. Are you smiling at me, baby? Oh, you've made a great hit with him, Mrs. Fenner. I never saw him take to anyone like that. Oh, well, I... I wonder if you'd make yourself at home, Mrs. Fenner. What? Well, I was just finishing up some chores. Oh, oh please don't let me interrupt anything. Oh, well, I have to settle up some accounts, I... Just can't seem to make them come out even this month. Are you sure you won't be too cold out here? Oh, no. I'm very comfortable. Well, all right, then. I won't be long. And if Kit comes, I'll send her out right away. Thank you. I can't get over the way he's acting. It's, uh, it's odd how babies make up their minds about people. They'll blossom right out for one person. Pay no attention to another. Really? 
I didn't know. Oh, my, yes. It's almost as if they feel a bond, some special understanding. Do you think he feels well with me? Well, Mrs. Fenner, the books probably wouldn't agree with me. But I think a baby can tell when a person goes out to him. You see, you know you like him. Like him? Oh, yes, I like him. Well, I hate to take him away, but I'd better get this young man up to the nursery. It's time for his feeding. If you'll excuse us, Mrs. Fenner. But but does he have to go in? I mean, couldn't he stay out here? Well, we have a very strict schedule we follow. His grandfather particularly insists on it. Oh. <laughs> but I'm very susceptible to anyone who admires that young man. I'll go and get his bottle. It certainly won't do any harm to break his schedule this once. No harm, Miss Thorndyke? You wouldn't say that if you knew that this young woman whom you are leaving alone with the baby is really his mother. A mother who is seeing her son for the first time. As soon as the door closed after nurse, Lisa Fenner snatched the baby up, held him close in her arms. She looked quickly over her shoulder toward the house. Then her eyes turned toward the broad walk which led through the garden to the street 